Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Well, today, as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, we begin the season of Advent. It's a, it's a season of waiting. It's a season of anticipation. And as we wait together, we know that the Lord is coming. So I invite you to just to pause and go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. Oh God, we come together to rejoice in you for who you are, what you have done, and what you continue to do. God, sometimes it's easy for us to, to not see what you're doing in the midst of us. But Lord, just as a seed that is buried and is, is, is laid in the ground, we know that change happens. So God, as we begin this new church year together, as, as we begin this season of Advent together, we pray that you just change our hearts. Allow us to see you in all that we do, and let us live as your faithful disciples. So God, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, if you're like me, when we begin this season of Advent, or as we round the corner from Thanksgiving and we move towards Christmas, a lot of stories may start to come up. And you think about what has happened. And for some reason, uh, a story came up in my mind as kind of contrasting the way that we did Christmas growing up and the way that we do Christmas now. I remember how excited my brother and I were uh, as we were growing up and uh, Thanksgiving would end and we would immediately start to pester our, our mom and dad to, to load us up in my dad's LTD uh, Ford car and go down to the state fairgrounds where they had one of those uh, tents that had all of the Christmas trees. And we would go around and we would, we would pick out our family Christmas tree for that year. And uh, we were excited about it because my brother's birthday is the beginning of December and mine's towards the end of December. So we always knew that we would always have the Christmas tree up for our birthdays. And we would get that tree home, and we would start decorating and make sure there was always water in the bottom of the, the, little, the base. That way it wouldn't dry up or anything and, and cause a fire because we had those unsafe bulbs, which were marked safe by UL type of things. But we all know how, how well that would go if you had a dry tree. But, but that, that was an excitement and a great thing for us now. You know, now that we are, we are older 
and, and our kids are out of the house, you know, we, Tracy and I, we, we would do the tree thing, and, you know, I think we, maybe we got a live tree once, but we always had the, you know, the plastic tree that we would pull down from the, the attic and everything. So probably today, I'll go home and we'll pull out the joy ladder that we bought at a uh, Lord's Acre not too long ago, and we'll just take that and just stick that out there in the living room and say that we're done decorating this year. But see, there's a difference in that. Not, not that we don't want to decorate, not that we enjoy that, but, but it's just a part of our new family tradition. And, and, and we love doing that together. And, and the kids love seeing it. And we know the cats, they absolutely love that joy ladder more than, than we do. But, but, but these are the stories that we talk about every year and, and we participate in every year. And you probably have stories of your own. But, but for us, there is a story that matters the most. And that's the story of God coming from heaven to earth in the form of a baby and being born in Bethlehem. But as you also know that I like to say, we're not there yet. We're, we're, we're preparing the way. We're, we're starting to talk about it, but we're, we're not quite ready to, to put the baby in the manger yet. Because there's a lot that goes on within this season of Advent. And there's a lot that we must remember as we go into the season of Advent. The season of Advent is, is a season of preparation, and it is the beginning of the Christian calendar. That, that revolves around who Jesus is. And I've got a picture of what that calendar looks like. You may remember seeing this last year. This is a lot different than the calendar that this has the circular motion where it repeats over and over and over again. But, but we want to be reminded that the Christian year is all about awakening. It, it, it's about making us come awake from our slumber and realizing that, that Jesus is who Jesus says he is. That, 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 that he came from heaven to earth. And, and, and that downward movement shows that Christ came from, from on high on glory to be a part of us, to be one of us. And then he went to Epiphany, which moved all the way to the mountain of transfiguration, where he stood there in glory with Moses and Elijah on both sides of him. And, and that is where the disciples saw and heard, the, heard God tell them and tells us to do what Jesus tells us to do to listen to him, to follow him, to, to be a part of the call that God has on every single one of our lives. And from that moment, we have another moment where, where, where Christ comes down again to earth only to be lifted up on a tree, to be, to be lifted up on the cross to die for each and every one of us. And, and then not only to die, but to rise again and then to be raised into glory during this Eastertide moment where he now is sitting at the right hand of God the Father Almighty and he's praying for each and every one of us. He's praying for us right now. 
and, and then, then the gift of the Holy Spirit comes down and, and, and starts this movement that we have called the church, a, a movement that, that has gone throughout the entire world, and, and we can't ignore that, and we can't just set different parts of the world aside saying, well, that's just what they want to do. We'll, we'll do what we want to do. No, it's a global church that allows the goodness of God to be proclaimed throughout the world. And then because the Holy Spirit has infected us, if you will, has been a part of who we are, we then, through the season of kingdom time, go out and we share God's love with others. So that's the the whole story And each year we repeat that story, not because we don't have anything new to say, but because there really isn't anything new to say. We are held by the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And that love and grace compels us to share that love with others. So as we begin this new church year, we're going to talk about the roots of Jesus. We're, we're, we're going to talk about his family. We're going to talk about his people, his place, and his story. And, and today we, we go back to the Old Testament to take a look at Jesus' family because it's not just Mary and Joseph. It is a family that extends all the way back to the beginning of time. But it really sets in the hearts of the minds of the monarchy of Israel. A monarchy that was going through trouble, was going through divisiveness, going through, through trials. And they were waiting for the Messiah to come. And, and Isaiah gives us words about how that Messiah is to come in our scripture this morning, which is Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 3a, and I invite you to follow along because we'll have the words on the screen for you. Isaiah writes, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So a few weeks ago, we ended our series on David. And we talked about his kingship and, and all that, that he went through. And I guess you could say in a way we're kind of jumping back to that series again because that is who Isaiah is talking about. He, he is talking about the kingdom of Israel and, and the rulers of that time. David had some sons that, that rebelled against him and, and after Solomon died, the, the kingdom was, was torn apart from a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And and as this kingdom was torn apart, you had kings that were good, and you had kings that were really, really bad. The the northern kingdom faded away first and was taken over, and then the southern kingdom, the the smaller kingdom, Judah tried and, and, and survived just a little bit more, and this is where Isaiah is writing from. 
He, he's writing from the southern kingdom's perspective, and as he is sharing these words, he, he knows that, that people are, are weary. People know that, that, that there are all of these attacks that are happening all around the kingdoms, and they're always on guard. But there's always been a promise. There's been a promise of a Messiah that would come, that, that, would, that would take care of everything. A promise of a Messiah that, that would come and, and make everything right again. But see, they just didn't see it. They, they didn't understand it. Through, through the kingships of all of the different kings of Israel, from the northern kingdom and from the southern kingdom, from, from the time that, that they were taken over by these foreign powers, they, they kept waiting and they kept hearing and they kept wanting for somebody to come. But, but before the, the final takeover happened, Isaiah was reminding them of something. It's that the power of God would be restored from a shoot that comes from the stump of Jesse. Now, sometimes when people take a look at the, this shoot, they, they, they like to make a picture of it like a, a rod or, or like a big branch that, that, that comes out of, of the stump. But, but if you all are familiar, that's not how, how shoots happen. Trace and I here, uh, the past couple of months, we got rid of a big giant tree that was in our front yard. We, we got rid of it because it dropped a bunch of acorns and stuff on our driveway, and we always got set letters from the city telling us that we needed to, to trim it back, so we decided, well, we're just going to get rid of it. And we had somebody come in and grind up the stump and, and remove the tree from our yard, but every once in a while, we'll, we'll go out and we'll see these little little springs or little, little sprigs of, of acorn trees because the acorns are still there and, and they start to sprout a little bit. And, and when we see that, what do we do? We go over and we just yank that little thing out and we throw it in the trash can and wait for the next one to pop up. See, see that's the image that Isaiah wants us to see. Isaiah is not saying that we are waiting on some big, mighty, and, and military power that will, will, will set us free, but, but it's just a small little shoot, the, the, the small little twig, if you will, that can easily be ripped up and thrown away. And when we think of the story of Jesus, that is something that could have happened very easily. Herod was upset hearing that there was a baby that was born that was going to be the Messiah. And so he went to have all of the children killed because it was easy to exterminate them because they can't fight back, they can't do anything. And the idea that God would take the opportunity to come, not as a mighty ruler and power that would come from the clouds, but as a baby. A, a, a shoot, if you will, something that came from the line of David and then bear fruit. Not, not, not just be an annoyance that, that just picked up that you want to tear off and, and, and remove, but it is something that would bear fruit to allow the growth of the kingdom of God to become real right here and right now. 
I don't know about you, but when I take a look at the world around us and, and maybe even some of the situations that we may be going through right now, we are in need of hope. We, we are in need of this hope. I, I loved how Miss Wanda talked about it with this kid. It's not just wishful thinking and, and wanting something like, I, I hope to get a, a, a car or a, a, uh, a nice little toy or you know, maybe a, a new set of clothes or anything like that. Not, not kind of wishful thinking type of things, but it's just this understanding that, that we as the people of God know that he is our king. That, that he is our righteous judge. He is the one who will come to make everything right, even when we don't feel like things are right now. Anyway, God will come and, and, and set us free from, from what is binding us right now. Maybe it's a family situation. Maybe it's a medical situation. And maybe when we take a look at those things, we, we, we can barely see the end of the road or, or see the end of, of what is happening. But we know that God is with us. And God will never, ever leave us. See, that there's this picture of longing. There's this picture of, of trying to understand. There, there's a picture of the small and weak thing becoming the hope of the entire world. But, but it doesn't become the hope of the entire world just because it's a small twig. It becomes the hope of the world because of what Isaiah continues in this passage to talk about. It comes because of the Spirit of God. The spirit that, that, that comes and, and, and becomes a part of who we are. Isaiah says that the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in that fear of the Lord. Jesus, as he came to begin his earthly ministry, he started to talk about this spirit. And he, he said in, in, in Luke chapter 4, his very first sermon, that the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. My friends, that's what Advent is about. Advent helps us to see that God has come down from heaven to earth to set us free free from those things that, that, that bind us, that, that oppress us, but it's given to us by the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit is a spirit that, that we see all the way throughout scriptures. First, the gift of the Holy Spirit, whenever God is creating the entire world, the Spirit comes down upon the chaos or, or the waters, if you will, and he, and he starts to calm the waters that, that happen within the works of creation. The Spirit was the same Spirit that, that tried to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And in Psalm 106, we are reminded that the Israelites rebelled against the Spirit of God, and rash words came from Moses' lips. That, that same Spirit of God is a Spirit that, that God sent for us to accept 
or for us to reject like the Israelites rejected. That same Spirit of God is the Spirit that moves us forward to live in the hope that we see that the Spirit gave the church at Pentecost and Acts 2. That Spirit that encouraged the disciples to go out and share the message with the world around us. And my friends, if there is a message as we begin this Advent season together is that that same spirit that was with Jesus, that same spirit that was with the disciples on Pentecost is the same spirit that rests with us now and that calls us to live as spirit-filled people to make a difference in each other's lives and the lives of our community and the lives of the world around us because God has made a difference in us because of a baby that was born in Bethlehem. My hope and prayer is as we move through this season of Advent, as we begin this new year together, we not lay things to pass and say we don't need to worry about that anymore, but we live our lives with hope, with, with anticipation, knowing that the same God who sent Jesus down to earth is the same God that sends us out of this place to be the hope and light and joy and peace for the world around us. Let us pray. Oh God, we begin this year together. Not the calendar year that we we mark by the beginning of January, but this year of renewal this year of understanding and knowing that as we worship you and as we come to be faithful disciples of yours, that you guide us and lead us so that more people may come and hear the good news of Jesus Christ through us. Lord, I just want to say a prayer now for those who may be searching for hope, who may be feeling in their hearts and minds that that the world is so difficult or that they may not be understood or they may not be heard, that you hear them and that you know them and that there is no better place for them to be but within the midst of your church so that we can strengthen each other, not by our own might, not by our own wisdom, but by your spirit that lives inside each and every one of us, so that we may proclaim Christ is born. Christ has come down to earth so that we may enjoy the kingdom of heaven right here and right now. So God, we lift this prayer up to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.